0: Yavamos, Perk Test Mishnah Gimel 9.3. The Mishnah continues really on the same theme. Uh, we're going to talk here in this Mishnah about Shnios Medivrei Sofram, second-degree incestuous relationships which are prohibited rabbinically. So you'll recall, for example, the Torah prohibits marrying one's mother. It doesn't prohibit explicitly marrying one's mother's mother, one's grandmother. Um, but already from the time of Shlomo Melech and his bezin, they prohibited that sort of thing. And those are the Shnios Medivrei Sofram. So we're going to talk about those here. First of all, from when you're talking about, for example, um, we'll use the example throughout of let's say one's mother's mother. There are others, so b'al yavam. If the relationship exists between the husband, but not the yavam, meaning his brother through the common father, so then a the yavam. Then it would be prohibited for them to get married, husband and wife. But if they did, and then he dies, she falls even, and the Surviving brother has to be even so just for example you have two brothers let's say their names are Reuven and Yosef I'm using Yosef instead of Shimon for obvious reasons we'll see in a second so Reuven's mother is Leah, and Shimon's mother excuse me and Yosef's mother is Rachel Rachel and they are not sisters though okay so they have two mothers um, unrelated persons and this fellow um, Yaakov marries both these two women Rachel and Leah. So now, since Reuven is Leah's child, he certainly can't marry Leia. that'd be a Dorisa. but to marry Leia's mother, his grandmother is Asstraovrum rabbinically prohibited, so that marriage is not allowed to be done, but since it's only rabbinic, if Reuven would give his grandmother a ring and say Hiratmakdesshli, Hira- but to Badzu they would be they'd be married um so that's prohibited, but it would still work, and therefore if Reuven does that, and then Reuben dies, so then the grand, his wife, who's his wife's, who's his grandmother, um, would then fall to Yosef, his I'll call it his half-brother, they share the same father, for Yibum. But since this woman is not related to Yosef at all, Yosef could marry her. So that's the case here. Again, let's read the words one more time. Sofrim, people like your grandmother that are forbidden, forbidden rabbinically. if we're talking about Reuven's grandmother, so she's a shniya, second degree ancestor's prohibition to him, but to his brother, through his father's side, Yosef, this woman is not a shniya, and therefore Yosef could do yivum. Therefore it would be prohibited for Reuven to marry her, but it's permitted for Yosef to do yivum with her. On the flip side, if we're talking about Reuven having married Yosef's grandmother, so then a Yavam so, and of course, Yosef can't do even with her because this is his grandmother umut the Baal. But Reuven could have married her no problem because that grandmother is unrelated to Reuben. You could have a shni l'zev v'l'zev. You could have a scenario where it's forbidden to both of them. So then, like for example, let's say that they came from the same mother. So they have the same parents, mother and father. Um, these two brothers. So of course, neither can marry their grandmother. And so therefore, a sur l'zev It's forbidden for both Reuben to marry her and for Yosef to do even with her. Now, in all these scenarios where you have a rabbinic prohibition happening of marrying someone who is your second degree incest relationship, a Shneya so we see here that the rabbis imposed a series of kanassos, of penalties, to disincentivize these women from getting married, these men for getting married to these women. And therefore, ainla loksuva first of all the woman has no ksuva, meaning that when Yosef or Reuben for that matter marries his grandmother, so then uh that's a no-no, and therefore, when they get divorced, the grandmother doesn't get a ksuba. They normally, she would get like 100 zuz, her basic suba as a second marriage. As a second marriage, of course, she's a grandmother. Um, but uh, she wouldn't get it here as a rabbinic penalty. The low peros same goes. If Reuven um, ate or benefited, derived benefit from the payros of her nechse Malug, she brought in an apartment building, which she intends to take out with her. In the meantime, he... he got the rent and spent it. So he doesn't need to, like, even though the marriage was illegal, so therefore he shouldn't have gotten the benefit in the first place. If he did, he doesn't have to like reimburse her for the money he got while they were married. Again, that's just a disincentive to her, disincentivize her to marrying her grandson. Vlo mazonos, And same goes, he doesn't need to provide her with mazonos. Now, of course, that's push it that since the marriage is forbidden, the rabbis aren't imposing an obligation for Reuven to feed his grandmother because they're not supposed to marry in the first place. But even more than that, even if, let's say, for example, let's say Reuven married his grandmother, Reuven went away on vacation or a business trip, whatever the story is, leaving the, his wife behind. So now the wife, you know, runs up a tab at the local restaurant. So normally if it one's wife, he'd have to re- pay the tab because he has an obligation to pay for his wife, wife's Mizonos for food. But in this scenario, since we're penalizing this couple from being married in the first place, if the wife runs up a tab, the husband has no obligation to, you know, to reimburse to pay for it. Below below. Oh, and same goes um with the worn out stuff that she brought into the marriage. So you know, she brings in a blanket. Blanket's worth a hundred dollars, um, but he uses it while they're married illegally, and he wears out the blanket. So you know, the blanket's worth less than it was before. Below is worn out things. So then, when she leaves, of course, it's her blanket. So it's next Look, She'll take the blanket with her once they're divorced. But let's say, for example, the blanket was worth a hundred. Now it's worth sixty. He does not need to pay her the forty for like depreciation. That's a, a normally. um Normally, even though even though the marriage is illegal, you would say like, oh, maybe he's doing something unjust or unright by using the blanket, and getting benefit, and wearing it out. But too bad, You're not supposed to marry in the first place. Va Kasher, even though the marriage is forbidden, should Reuven marry his grandmother? The offspring are actually not mumsirim. And finally, v'chov nosolahotzi, the bezdin will force Reuven to divorce and separate from. His grandmother, because that's the rabbi's disapproved of that marriage altogether. So, we'll, we'll basically, you know, if they send the basin can, they'll get a hold of him, they'll, you know, twist his arm until he says, okay, I want to get divorced, and they'll make the divorce. In contrast, you have other prohibitions, which are prohibitions from the Torah. These relationships are forbidden, but they are not prohibited with the penalty of karis, meaning that is generic asi or love, just generic Torah says, one way that they don't get married. In the case, kedushin is tofsin. If they do get married, it's binding, and they're married. And there's no kenasot, there's no penalties imposed by the rabbis for these these Torah violations, or even if they're rabbinic, some of them are rabbinic perhaps. So the point is, these don't have any any penalty associated with them. When it comes to rabbinic things, sometimes the rabbis feel they need to to um like reinforce their their rabbinic ordinances, like Shneos the that that principle is called Asukham Chachamim They like reinforced their rabbinic enactments with some sort of penalties, but they don't exist. There's no such sort of penalties in the following cases. First of all, Alman Kon Gadol, the widow and the Kohen Gadol getting married, that's prohibited by I believe by dint of the Ase with the point is they're not supposed to get married. If they do, it's binding and there's no penalty. Meaning she will get her Ksuba and there's no you know he has to provide her mazonos, etc. etc. Even though we will. In all these cases, force them to get divorced. They're the best they can. More than that, Grusha of a Kohen the divorcee and the woman who did Chalitza, called the Chalutza. So they cannot marry even a Kohen Cohen divorce A regular Kohen can't marry a divorcee, and a Chalutza's got a din like a divorcee. Um, but if they do, the marriage is binding and there's no penalties. Um, you'll note, of course, that a chalutza's is definitely a din der Abanon. Midoraisa, a Kohen right, so could marry a Chalutza. Um, but since we treat chalutz and Grusha as like one and the same throughout, so the Torah and therefore there's no the Rebbe, so no need to sort of add extra Hizaklutrahem and they treat the chalutz like a Grusha, so no extra penalties. Also Mamzeris and Nasinli Yisrael. A regular Mamzeras, not supposed to marry a regular Jew, but if she does, so then there's no penalties. Nasina, a little more complicated. Remember the nasina we've seen a bunch of times already. Those are those Givonim, those Canaanite peoples that faked out. Uh, Yehoshua did a trick, so it's Mechlokas Rashi and Tosfos, If it's a Doraisa Banan, if it's a Doraisa, then it's really straightforward. Since so it's a Doraisa, there's no need to have any penalties. If it's a derabanan, so you see the Rabbis for a reason. So it wasn't necessary to make chizuk to Raim with this of marrying uh, a Nasin or a nassina, and therefore similarly the Mishnah says Bas Yisrael, a regular Jewish woman, l'nassin who marries a Nasin, ulemamzer or marries a mamzer, again prohibited. Maybe the Rice and maybe they're, they're button in the case of nothing, certainly they're in the Rice in case of a Mamzer. But if they do get married, then it's binding. And says so the Mishnah Yesh and they have a Ksuba, as well as the other things that normally go with marriage, meaning all the penalties you mentioned in the first half of the Mishnah don't apply. But in all cases still we do certainly, um Kofono we do force this husband to marry this woman because the marriage is, you know, disallowed by the Torah.